physical distancing eases in Philippine public transportation, but some officials are already frowning on government's move, including the Interior Secretary and Navotas Mayor Toby Tianco, whom we will speak to later in the program. All cemeteries in Metro Manila closed on All Saints and All Souls Day to prevent the further spread of COVID-19. Thousands of teachers now jobless due to the closure of hundreds of private schools. We'll talk to Jonathan Geronimo of the ACT Private Schools about that. And apology of pardon killer Joseph Scott Pemberton thumbed down by his victim's family. Good afternoon. I'm Carmina Constantino. Dateline Philippines begins right now. Thanks for joining us. Beginning today, public transportation in the Philippines will slowly go back to being more crowded. Government eased the mandatory physical distancing in public vehicles, reducing it from the standard one meter distance per person to less or make that a little less than a meter. Interior Secretary Eduardo Año says this will allow public transport vehicles earn more by taking in more passengers. But even Secretary Año is not sold on this decision. Personally, I would like to abide by the one-meter minimum standard of physical distancing. We can actually provide more transport to our people rather than reducing the distance that it is a collective decision. Well, the Philippine Transportation Department defending the move to ease physical distancing inside public transportation. The DOTR says there is no hard evidence that the transmission of COVID-19 takes place inside public vehicles. It adds even the health department gave its thumbs up to the move. We are considering that we have to perk up our economy. That is why there is a need to uh, reduce the physical distancing. But I'd like to give emphasis, for example, because of the reduced uh, one meter to 0.75 meter uh, physical distancing, it's still an arm's length of a distance between the passengers. In a traditional jeepney, from the existing 50% uh, number of passengers, we will only add addition, one additional passenger. So it is not as if we are to add like uh, more than 50% or 30% of the existing uh, parameters. Risky and confusing, that's how a former advisor to the Philippines' COVID-19 task force describes the easing of physical distancing in public transport. Dr. Tony Lachion warns it may lead to a surge of COVID-19 cases in Metro Manila and diminish the country's effort to flatten the curve. The World Health Organization uh, would recommend not less than one meter uh, physical distancing. The Center for Disease Control in America would recommend uh, two meters. The European Union would recommend 1.5. And there's nowhere in the world literature less than one meter would be beneficial in terms of uh, risk reduction for uh, prevention of COVID. In the study of the Lancet, uh, June of 2020, a group of uh, scientists from uh, McMaster University and the findings are the following with one meter reduction you have 82 percent of uh, one meter distancing 82 percent 
reduction, 2-meter distancing, 91% reduction. For 3 meters, 96% reduction. Lechon instead recommends opening all forms of public transport, such as jeeps and buses, to maintain the physical distancing measures recommended by the World Health Organization. Senator Manny Pacquiao to shoulder the expense of operating 13 TV channels that will be used for the Education Department's distance learning program. This is the DepEd eyes using TV, radio and the Internet as tools for education in the upcoming school year amid limitations caused by the pandemic. Pacquiao says he understands the plight of poor students. The eight-division boxing champion rose from poverty to become one of the richest boxers on the planet before succeeding in the political arena. Public schools are set to open next month after initially being postponed back in August. Senator Sherwin Gachalian wants the speedy distribution of aid for displaced teachers and school staff in both public and private educational institutions. Now, under the recently passed Bayanihan II, 300 million pesos will be allocated to displaced school employees which also covers part-time faculty and non-permanent teaching staff. Citing the DepEd's figures, Gachalian says over 700 private schools will not operate this school year due to the pandemic, leaving over 3,000 teachers without a job. An update now on the condition of the former Manila Archbishop Luis Antonio Tagle, who tested positive for COVID-19 upon arrival here in Manila. According to Virgilio David, president of the Catholic Bishops' Conference of the Philippines, Tagle likely picked up the virus on the plane or in the airport where he could have been greeted by people when he arrived from the Vatican last Thursday. He tested negative in Rome before boarding the plane. Tagle is asymptomatic and is currently completing his 14-day quarantine. Tagle came home for a brief break from his duties as the prefect of the Congregation for the Evangelization of Peoples in the Vatican. Government looking to revive local tourism by allowing staycations in areas under general community quarantine. The Tourism Department defines a staycation as a minimum overnight stay for leisure purposes in a place near one's residence. There is, however, no date yet on when this move will take effect. Some Filipinos are already making the most out of the easing COVID-19 restrictions by traveling to nearby tourist spots like Tagaytay. While the city is open to tourists, health protocols are strictly being enforced. These include the mandatory use of face masks and face shields. Kami po ay nagagalak na i-welcome po kayo muli sa Tagaytay. Ang mga restaurants po natin ay bukas ang simbahan at mga hotels. So bali tumutupad po tayo sa uh, mga protocols. As the Philippines looks for ways to revive tourism, a new report by Oxford Econ Economics shows global tourism is expected to drop by 57% this year. That drop will translate to 847 million fewer arrivals, with trips to North American destinations expected to post the biggest decline. The Asia-Pacific is poised to be the second worst affected region. 
Oxford Economics or Economics adds the demand for overseas travel may not return to pre-pandemic levels until the year 2024. The British research firm notes, while many countries are beginning to reopen, there is immense difficulty in striking the correct balance between safety and economic revival. In other news, the family of slain transgender woman Jennifer Laude rejects the apology of her killer, American soldier Joseph Scott Pemberton. The convicted killer was reported to the U.S. on Sunday, days after he was granted absolute pardon by President Duterte. Before leaving, Pemberton wrote a message for the president and the Laude family. In the message, Pemberton thanked Mr. Duterte for granting him freedom, calling it an act of compassion. He also extended his sympathy to the Laude family, saying he had con contemplated on what he called his many errors. The Laude family, however, doubts Pemberton's sincerity. I do not find any sincerity in the said letter. Obviously, it was written by someone else, not by Pemberton. The family feels so, so, so frustrated and feels so betrayed, no? both by Duterte and, of course, Harry Roque. Yung, yung naka, nakakanti ka lang, nakasakit ka lang, nakabangga ka lang, you would say sorry. Pero ito, pinatay niya. At hindi man lang siya mag-sorry or mag-apologize. Kailangan pa siyang utusan ng kanyang counsel. He owes it also to the Filipino people. He, of course, more than anyone else, he owes it to, to the Laude. Hindi ko nga rin alam kung parang kaya rin nilang patawarin dahil yung dapat humingi ng tawad, eh hindi pa nang hihingi ng tawad. Pero kung magpapatawad man sila, palagay ko for their own sake. Otherwise, ang bigat ng dalahin na hanggang ngayon. After Pemberton's release and deportation, activist groups are calling for a review of the Visiting Forces Agreement between the U.S. and the Philippines. For Bayan Secretary General Renato Reyes Jr., it's time to revisit the VFA's effects on Philippine sovereignty and to ensure no more foreigners commit similar crimes against Filipinos. Bayan Muna Representative Ferdinand Gaite warns injustices will continue to take place as long as the Philippines is tied to an agreement that values the interests of a foreign power above its own. He also urged Filipinos to never forget Jennifer Laude's killer and who freed her killer. For Justice Secretary Minarte Guevara, Pemberton's case has provided insights and lessons on the future of the VFA, the administration of criminal justice, and the exercise of the president's constitutional powers. The water level at the Angat Dam, Manila's main water source, continues to drop due to lack of significant rainfall. As of Sunday, the dam's water level was at 177.21 meters. That's below the 180-meter minimum operating level. The National Water Resources Board has already reduced its water allocation for the national capital region. But if the drop continues, consumers in Metro Manila may face more water service interruptions. World News Now. Indonesia's capital begins to reimpose large-scale social restrictions to control a rapid surge in coronavirus cases. Beginning Monday, entertainment venues in Jakarta are expected to be closed, while restaurants and cafes can only offer takeaways and deliveries. Staff in non-essential sectors will have to work from home. Jakarta began to relax restrictions on June 4 
while maintaining social distancing measures. Indonesia has confirmed over 214,000 COVID-19 cases, more than 52,000 of which are from Jakarta. The national death toll is at 8,650, with over 1,300 reported in the capital alone. Israel also reinstating a nationwide lockdown amid a surge in COVID-19 cases. Starting Friday, the eve of the Jewish New Year, schools, malls, hotels and other businesses will have to close down. Israelis will also have to stay within 500 meters of their homes. But they can travel to workplaces that will be allowed to operate on a limited basis. The lockdown is expected to last at least three weeks. With over 155,000 cases and more than 1,000 deaths, Israel has one of the world's worst outbreaks adjusted for population. The finance ministry expects the lockdown to cost the economy another $1.88 billion. The country is already in a recession. Well, the race are in the race for the White House. Billionaire Michael Bloomberg donates at least $100 million to help Joe Biden's campaign in Florida. Bloomberg's late-stage donation reflects the concerns of Democrats about the tight race in a state that is a priority for U.S. President Donald Trump. A victory for Biden in Florida, the largest of the battleground states, would significantly complicate Trump's path to reaching the 270 electoral college votes needed to secure a second term. Bloomberg launched his own campaign for the Democratic nomination late last year, but he struggled and dropped out in March, quickly endorsing Biden. He exited the race with a vow to spend whatever it takes to defeat Trump. But as far as Trump is concerned, Biden does not stand a chance against him. Joe Biden cannot lead our country because he doesn't really believe in our country. Right now, I don't think he believes in anything. He just wants to go to sleep. That's all. This guy is the worst. Despite Trump's claims, Biden still leads in national polls with less than two months left before the November election. British lawmakers are set to debate this week on the government's plan to override its Brexit deal with the European Union. The plan has led to a furious outcry within the EU as it would diminish the bloc's oversight of trade between mainland Britain and Northern Ireland if a trade deal between the EU and the UK is not secured. For Ireland's Justice Minister, the government's plan to unilaterally change elements of the final agreement has caused a lot of confusion. I think what's happened this week has certainly set us back. Essentially, if, if you look at uh, the process here, we've spent a number of years uh, working very hard to negotiate an overall withdrawal agreement. We've worked very hard, in particular, on the Northern Ireland Protocol to do a number of things, but most importantly, to protect the Northern Ireland peace process. This is a deal that was reached. It was voted through the UK Parliament nine months ago. It was voted through the European Parliament nine months ago. Therapy dogs are proving to be a big help to frontline workers in Australia. A survey conducted among staff of the St. John of God Hospital in the Victoria State found that 100% of caregivers are happier and less stressed after engaging with the dogs. The visitation program began late last year, but the healthcare workers appreciate the soothing presence of the pooches even more amid the pandemic. It's amazing the effect that a dog has on, on the human being and the people uh, and more so the staff and how it can help us 
ourselves, um, you know, make us strong enough to be able to care for our patients. Obviously the work is stressful and lately it has been more stressful than others, but as soon as you see Rosie or Jack on the ward, everything just seems to disappear. Another act of kindness amid the pandemic touches the heart of Filipino netizens. A policeman offered a face shield to a man who was spotted wearing a torn face shield made out of banana leaves. Police Staff Sergeant Mark Anthony Ramirez noticed the man at a checkpoint last Saturday in the northern Philippine province of Isabela. He found out the man couldn't afford a face shield and gave him one before letting him go. And that'll do it for today's edition of Dateline Philippines. Thanks for joining us. I'm Carmina Constantino. You can watch highlights, recaps, and exclusive content of our shows online. Subscribe to the ANC YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter. Stay with us here on the News Channel.